Hi folks! Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at FDLcast. Today we're playing This Town is Full of Monsters by Alex Samoylov. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. This Town is Full of Monsters is a storytelling, role-playing game set in a smallish community beset by mysterious eldritch forces. There's always a town. There are always townsfolk. And somewhere, everywhere, perhaps in their hearts and minds, perhaps in the swamp or the woods, there are monsters, mysteries, and secrets. I'm Kales. You can find me on Citadel of Swords at Twitter. You can find the games that I write at citadelofswords.itch.io, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have... Hi, I'm Mab. You can find me on Twitter at LittleLadyMab. You can find my game Twitter at Sunshine Paladin. And uh, yes, I think that's it. Oh, pronouns are she, her. I'm Jade. You can find me on Twitter at JadeOxfordRose. And you can see me playing D&D, if that is your cup of tea, over on Twitch.tv Natural Ruckus. Our YouTube with our VOD is the same. That's alternate Mondays, and on alternate Fridays, I have just started running a campaign of the Sprawl over there. So you can uh, tune in and see that if you fancy it. And I also use they, them pronouns. And I'm Dora. You can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, and you can find the games that I've written at harpydora.itch.io. And uh, I also use they, them pronouns. Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but we'll just fade to black on, are steamy situations and graphic descriptions of bodily harm. Now that we've got all that, let's get started! to the sequel to uh, Arc 15. If you have not listened to Arc 15, you should probably hit pause right now and go back and listen to that before you listen to this because we're going to be picking right back up with the exact same game, with the exact same characters, where we left off. So, pause now. I'm going to give you mm, two hours. (laughs) Sounds good? (laughs) All right. All right, bye everyone. See you in two hours. (laughs) Okay, you're back. (laughs) All right, welcome back. Now we can play our game. <laughs> um, characters first, and then I will do a recap, and then we'll get started. So just let's think of this: was it a uh, city of goals? More monsters, more town. Too much monsters, too much town. Oh no, there's a Fast and the Furious <laughs> thing I'm trying to rip on here that is so far away out of my reach. Too many monsters, too many towns. <laughs> too much town, too much monsters. Two, two <laughs> town, two monsters. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Two town, two monsters. Monster two, electric boogaloo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, no, no, the electric the boogaloo is the fire, bland- the 
Fire Bland. Fire Bland. Fire Bland. <laughs> That's true. That That's says true. something. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo is Fire Brands. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is. It is actually the official name in the chat, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. here's here's a uh, here's a good one to riff off of. The Town of the Monsters. Like the Fate of the Furious. Oh, nice. <laughs> there you go. That's that's approved. I sure am on the Fast and the Furious Wikipedia page. Anyway, Mab, <laughs> do you want to start us off? Nope, I have a mouthful of bread. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be playing the peony. Her pronouns are she, her, or if we went with the original game set that I played her in, The Goddess is her pronoun. Uh, Profession is a prophetess. Her hobbies are tea, and for some unknown reason, these are in parentheticals. Uh, Walking along the shore and watching and waiting. I don't know why those are in parentheticals. (laughs) Probably because I couldn't think of a better descriptor. Skill set is augury, counsel, and herbal remedies. Her general appearance appearance is that she wears fancy robes in red and gold, lots of ornamentation, has covered eyes but a gentle and smiling mouth. She stands at average height to around five foot six and straight backed. She has strawberry blonde hair when you can see it, but mostly it's tucked away beneath the hood of her robe and behind um it just like hangs down over her her eyes. Her first tag is Mouthpiece of the Gods, the second is Soft Comforts, the third is, quote, Age is a Concept, and tag four, which I think someone added onto her last time, is Enabler-in-Chief. I'm playing a character that goes by every, uh, though it's sort of come up in the last session, so to give their full name, from eternity to now, every person knows not who they are, but who they might be. And as I said, they go by every. Pronouns are they, them. Their profession is sort of a drifter, jack of all trades. The hobbies are weaving, like baskets, fabric and jewellery, and other crafts that keep their hands busy. Dancing, or at least they used to dance, and people watching. Uh, their skill set is getting into and out of places they shouldn't be, paying attention, and timing. Uh, their general appearance, large dark eyes and red hair that's been long bleached by the sun to the point of brassiness with a streak of black that's worn back in a loose braid. They look like they've been sick at some point in the past and still not really recovered from it. Um, on the uncomfortable side of thin, dark circles beneath the eyes, uh, washed out skin. Uh, they dress in sort of layers of mismatched ragged clothes and a scarf regardless of the weather, and uh, they, their body is inked with lines of text. It traverses all over the place, but you only really ever see snippets of it due to their style of dress. And their tags are Friendly Neighborhood Cryptid, Still Waters Run Deep, and Hidden Teeth. And I'll be playing uh, Marius Thank the Gods for Small Favors. Um, their pronouns are they, them. Their profession is uh, the last mage of Anukar. Their hobbies include academic pursuits, particularly magical theory. Their skill set is uh, the arcane arts, uh, in particular ghost summoning and conjuration. Uh, their general appearance is short, between 5'3 and 5'4, willowy and pale, with long brown hair kept in an elaborate braid, uh, dark eyes, sharp features, and they wear the robes of their station as a mage of Anukar. Uh, their tags are likes books more than people, know-it-all, and fussy, fussy, fussy. Mm. <laughs> They're so dumb, I love them. Um, and I am going to be playing Sable the Unfavored. Um, their pronouns are they, them, or he, him. Their profession is alive. 
their hobbies are, uh, once upon a time it was gardening, but they haven't had a place to have a garden in a long time. Their skill set is negotiation, uh, not with swords or staffs, though they do have a staff. Um, general appearance is Robin Wright in House of Cards with dark red hair. Uh, it's growing out just a little bit. It's probably curling by their chin around now. Uh, dark gray eyes, some warmth in them despite the set of their jaw. Simple clothes in neutral colors, carefully patched, um, staff they lean on, I mentioned. They also do wield it as a weapon if they have to. Please don't make them. Uh, they have a scar over one eye and littered up their arms. They wear a ring that has, like, the design of a compass on it, on their finger, and they have an opal ring on a chain around their neck. Uh, their tags are the paladin, to be lawful or good, wanderer, and young face, old eyes. I just realized I never wrote down their relationship with the peony. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's okay. I realized I didn't include uh, Every's height in their description because it was uh, it came up last session. Uh, they short. They're like five oh, foot right. one. Yes, they're short. <laughs> they're short. They're this rubby. is important. And Sable is like nearly six foot tall. <laughs> Uh, as we go into the relationship, it just occurred to me hearing the characters get introduced again, given how different as people the two of them are, the fact that it's Sable the Unfavored and Marius Thank the Gods for Small Favors, I wonder if they've ever had a conversation about that. I mm, hmm. idea. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say right now that I think the answer is no, because I don't think Sable introduces themselves as Sable the Unfavored. That tracks, but it's just, just what like, they're known as. Yeah, sure, that, that absolutely makes sense. But it just the thought struck me on hearing it, mm. like the, the the different paths they're on in their lives, and just yeah, it just really hit me all of a sudden. Just like, That's huh? Good shit is the thing. Yeah, yeah. Also, Kales, I know you were talking about earlier what you wanted to do for your scene. I know a way to instigate that. So excellent. Mm. Let's go. I have figured it out after after everything else is done. Yeah. I right. got you. Yeah, well, let's go. Relationships and re- and then recap of the last game. Yeah. Yes. So, well, I might have to change this relationship with Every, but the Peony knows the truth about them and will look after them until they are ready to know it. So, you know, that happened. You know, yeah. that's a thing. We're in a transitional stage. Um yeah. <laughs> every um their relationship with marius is there are things i can do that i don't understand marius is helping me understand how and why i can do them again you know it's all good it's all good (laughs) yep um marius's relationship with sable is um i feel indebted to sable for guiding me safely to the city of gulls um that hasn't changed yet 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 um, if I'm remembering correctly, um, because this sounds right, Sable's relationship with the peony is, uh, I believe that the peony has the answers that I seek, or at least can point me in the direction of them. Sounds legit. Yeah. Sounds, sounds legit. Right. Yeah. Sounds right. All right. Sounds um, good. um, sorry. Yeah. Um, once we've done the repa- recap, did we want to rattle through our motifs and our mysteries as well? Well, I was actually going to do that first. Okay. Never mind. I was just thinking, I was like, actually, I should rattle off the motifs and the mysteries and what a tag and a marker are, just to remind everyone what they are. Um, so this town is full of monsters, has a lot of moving parts. 
Um, so I'm just gonna rattle off our stuff uh, before I get into the recap, which, oh dear, where did my recap go? Uh, oh, it's here, I found it. So our motifs, which are recurring images that we call again and again, are seagulls, bones, unexpected light in the darkness, and darkness where there should be light, new beginnings, yeah, metamorphosis. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're right. You're no, right. you're not. <laughs> um, a little, a little uh, and metamorphosis and the marks we leave on others. Um, our four domains are the wilds, the deep, the fringe, and the heart. Uh, the wilds are the ocean, the forests, both carnivorous and not carnivorous, the spires on the beach and the fallen si skyscraper. The deep are the mountains that are a mirage and the temple that you can't see except in the pitch dark. Um, the fringe are the underground tunnels, most of the still ruined parts of the city and the other temples that you can see. And the heart are the reclaimed parts of the city. Our organizations, which really we should just call them our factions, um, <laughs> are the Cult of the Tallboy, um, the Cult of the Seagulls, uh, Cult of the Storm God Molga, and whatever the small town council is, which has the tag, trying their best. Our locales are a half-collapsed building clearly of some form or purpose in the still-ruined part of town, which is, a ta which is uh, Every's like, tagged locale. It has the tag Sanctuary. Um, the shore is where you can usually find Sable, as usual. Um, the peonies tea house slash temple whatever thing, in quotes, shop front. Um, and the reclaimed library, which has been tagged with forbidden knowledge. Nice going, Marius. Yeah, it's um, fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. That's the episode title. <laughs> nice going, Marius. Nice, nice going, going, Marius. <laughs> Um, our mysteries are what happened to Afiel, look to the lightning to see answers in the flashes, who built the temple you can't see except in the dark, what are ghosts, uh, what's up with the gods in general, and how are people so old? Also, I was reading this before while you guys were doing character introductions, and this sable every scene within brackets and just 30 up carrots are so funny. <laughs> Um, okay, should I do this recap? Hmm. I still like the other one better. The other one was very succinct. The other one- Alright, do the other one. I'm gonna do the other one. I'm sorry. Just get it out of your system, at least. Do both, and then we'll see what sounds better. Yeah, yeah we'll do both. And then we can decide what sounds better. So, uh, last time in the City of Gulls, the peony tried to help. Every had dreams. Marius was Marius. There was a party in the ribcage of the tall boy. Sable and Every had a dance and made a connection. Marius was Marius again. She made a, an appearance. Sable relived a memory, and Every read a poem. And that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> no, actually, I should do that after this recap, which is slightly longer. I mean, you can have that on the previously on in the very beginning, and then it's just the joke yeah. recap. That's uh, last time, Every went to talk to Marius about some dreams that they had while the peony asked Sable how they were doing settled in one place. The cult of the tall boy threw a party in the ribcage of the tall boy, which wasn't creepy at all. Uh, Marius and the peony had a verbal battle of wits, and Sable and Every had a moment. It was interrupted by the flock, but no worries. They met up later in the temple of she who shall not be named, um, which Every 
and they left it very quickly. Marius decided to be Marius and decided to go explore the temple you can only see in the dark because they think that they have all the power in the world. Marius. Uh, Sable and Every had another moment, and then Every recited a poem, which was actually a psalm, and Sable was, like, freaking out a little bit. And that's where we, that's where we ended. That's what I you like missed. I like how both cases, it's always, Marius was just Marius, Marius and Every Marius. and Sable had a moment, and that's how you describe the entire previous two, like, mm-hmm. arc. Listen, it's yeah. important. Yeah. Uh, to clarify, as it's come up now, uh, the poem that every recited is the one that is tattooed on their body. And is also the one that gave them their name. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's Indeed chill. This ain't no place for people that don't want to be extra. Some of us are like summon in darkness. Some of us are just like getting all up in other people's business while looking rad as hell doing so. You know. And some of us just want a nap. Some just want a nap. So valid. <laughs> Okay. That's okay. what we got. So, Peony, kicking us off. Yeah, so what I would like my first scene to be is if Sable would like to join the Peony at her shop place thing, whatever it is. Um, so she like sends out a summons to them and just says like, hey, I would like to talk. Can you meet me here? There's been a disturbance in the force. <laughs> How long after um, the end of last episode are we calling this? Oh, sorry. I'm making weird noises again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably, like, not necessarily, I won't say, like, immediately after, just to give Sable some time, uh, but... It's probably the next day or a day after, you know, so it's pretty short after the inve- the events of last time okay. to be able to, to pick that up. But it was something that the peony probably was ruminating over and then wanted to act on it. Okay, so so next day, so I don't have to figure out how the final, that last mm-hmm. scene ended. Well, we can just let that hang. <laughs> yeah. Let the um, fic writers that's decide. That's what fan fiction is for. Exactly. exactly. I say it's fan fiction, but that's what level $7 is for on our Patreon. Well, there is a, also, uh, under primary scene types, there is a flashback. So if Kales and I have it's a true. deep desire to address that fallout, if we want we to, can. we can. The game gives us that power. The game does not always have to move in a linear fashion. Um, what is time? What is what is time? We should add that to a mystery. What is time? Yeah. Hold on, I forgot that there were like specific scene rules. Uh, it's page for... twenty yeah. in the PDF. They're not rules. They're it's just more like they're just, suggestions. They're guidelines. guidelines. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Sable goes. I think they look like not well rested at all but i don't think they look rattled anymore i think yesterday they looked really rattled but today they like got like a little bit of sleep not a lot though so they look a little calmer but not much not by much not by a long shot no so yeah the the peony already has a a place set out for them for tea and uh, as soon as they come in, she, you know, serves them tea and, like, passes it over to them. And she sits down across from them and says, I believe a lot has happened recently, hasn't there? You might be understating it. 
and they take a drink. I don't know which to approach first, but I thought you should know that I felt something happen recently. How recently? Marius, when in relation to that other scene did you do, was that timeline-wise? Um, honestly, I was kind of thinking about it happening concurrently. Like concurrently? Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, oh boy! We got the visuals. room! We got <laughs> room here! A room flooded yes. with light, and a room where darkness is happening. Mmm! Parallels! Tasty, tasty the parallels. The peony is dressed in grey. Um, no, she's not. But Sable is. Yes. Yesterday afternoon. Not more mm. than a day ago. Well, I mean, yeah, something... <laughs> she tilts her head a little bit at that, and kind of like, you can't see what her eyes are doing. No. <laughs> no. It's a very... It's a very you, it would probably have one eyebrow raised. And she says... This was darker than what you're thinking, I believe. Oh. <laughs> They're a little bit relieved they didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Listen, Mom is here if you ever need to talk about it, okay? <laughs> Does she say but, that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I was like, oh. Sable does not not know how to reply to that. I think even taking into account that she is very old, I think Sable might still be older than her. I don't actually know, because what is age is a concept. Um, How are people so old? Hmm. How are people so old? So um, she kind of runs her thumb along the edge of her cup and she says the spirits do speak to me constantly and a lot of the times it is background chatter yesterday there was something louder and angrier that i heard and it covered up the rest of the noise that normally is but the waves of the ocean to me and i worry a bit at the moment, it's just just a small worry because nothing has, as far as I know, nothing has breached in such a way that it would be cause for alarm. But I thought you of all people would like to know. Have you heard from her? Not directly. Hmm. But I worry, the worry is that the noise that I heard... The yelling, the screaming was caused by her. Sable in their head, because um, I just realized what it is Sable thinks that she, Sable thinks that the peony is talking about. Um, and Sable in their head is like, I didn't do it. I didn't touch anything, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, don't be mad at me. <laughs> it was like that when I got here. <laughs> Sable's, like, Sable's like, I only thought about saying her name. I didn't actually do it. <laughs> This isn't my fault. Um, it's good to know. Is there... This may seem like a bit of a silly question, but is there anyone who's making sure that your worry remains simply worry? You were the first that I told. Because I think you would be the first to understand. 
I have not made preventative measures yet because I thought it might have just been a hiccup and nothing to be concerned about. But as I thought about it and as I asked, it does seem that there is something torn that shouldn't be. There have always been and will always be those who choose to meddle in what they cannot hope to understand. And in their head, they just go, oh, God damn it, Marius. <laughs> <laughs> two and two clicks together. I don't, think, I don't think Sable thinks that Marius has actually done anything, but I think Sable does recognize that Marius is, like, stupid enough to do something. You know? <laughs> like, it hasn't quite clicked together yet. So, yeah, I think actually that's the end of their sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she just kind of nods carefully and says, I'll keep looking and I'll keep asking, but to be forewarned is to be forearmed. And I think that something might happen despite any measures that I put up. It is difficult for me to say that there is anything that I can do. It is not, obviously, I can do things, but mm -hmm. I had always been taught, you could say, to let others make the mistakes that they wish to make, that they have the freedom to choose the darkness if they so desire it. But I have seen what the darkness can do to people. Now I'm in fucking Kingdom Hearts, sorry. <laughs> um, wait, this is just Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, no, it's true. Um, Kingdom Hearts, but reversed. <laughs> <laughs> the peony nods again, and she says, "It might not be your place to stop that from happening, but it could be yours to protect." the one that it wishes to harm. Knowing, pointed, tilt of her head. They, they look thoughtful at that. Like, I don't think they'd ever necessarily considered it in that direction before. Something to consider, if you would. Indeed. And they drink their tea. Yep. I think that's it. Yeah. Markers. Who's getting one? Mab? Or what's getting one? Because you have a, well, at least one gets assigned, but if any places or motifs got pinned, yeah. I was just rereading that all about them. Oh, I think yeah, we really. Toads Magoats pinged the unexpected light in the darkness and darkness where there should be light motif. I think we pinged the Kingdom Hearts motif. Yeah, we full stop pinged the Kingdom Hearts motif. It's hilarious because when we recorded the first game, I didn't know shit about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I know. And now I know. And now, now I just see it. I'm just like, ah, uh, yeah. Join us. Join us. I am one root away from finishing Birth by Sleep, and I'm like, god damn it. <gasps> I have I Aqua's root wife. left. Oh, I love her. She just deserves the world. That's a true. I love that Birth by Sleep is the story of Ventus and his parents. <laughs> it really is. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. I, uh, I was gonna how do I suggest? Um, 
that maybe the peonies place can get a tag because like um, it doesn't have to but yeah I, no i was thinking about it's that it's taken on a new quality yeah because it's a place uh, for like because... open discussion or revelation right yeah yeah it's a it's a place of seeing and knowing i think especially because that's where she does her business mm-hmm. uh and her prophecy yeah and then are we uh also adding the tag to the the motif because we might want to reorganize that mm. yeah, like, i do well, think what, i think like it's the motif marker does the motif get marked or when a motif gets pinged the thing oh. where it was or the person that did it Thanks. gets the marker okay. yeah I think it's Marius. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I sorry not to steal your thunder map. I just really no, wanted to be clear that I think Marius I really, gets something. No matter how many times I play this game, I forget how to do the tags. And I do too. This, this is my fourth. Well, we didn't really play it the for the Patreon yet. This is like my third time playing this game, and I still don't remember. All right, I'm just gonna read this, and you guys carry on. Okay. But yeah, okay. I think that's a good place to put the marker, and I think um, for the peony shop. Cool. Nice scene. Yep. Um, I'm not saying this will be the case, but just because we do this as people, time and time again, we don't just have to have two player characters in a scene. <laughs> I was really tempted to also drag Marius, and I'm like, no, this is too early to drag Marius into this confrontation. I was, yeah. I was thinking that if the peony had decided to do a scene with Marius, that Sable was also going to be there. Anyway, yes. carry on, Jade. Jade. Okay, um, because I'm not sure quite, because I feel like every's feeling kind of at a loss right now as well. You can also did- call secondary characters. It doesn't have to be one of us. Okay, we can make up some people. We can oh, we can import some other people. Sure. Um, but I decided to pull from my oracle anyway to see what I got. Cool. Yep. Um, and to describe the card, it is like a trodden path in the grass scattered with objects. Um, there's a key, a teacup, um, some kind of disc, and you can see reflected in some shallow water a tower and the moon. But I got it inverted. So. Ooh. So now I'm going to quickly send a picture of this to those of you in, in the chat. Uh, let's see if I can get the colors not looking like absolute ass. That's always Word. the challenge. Word. <laughs> Luckily, my new deck now is only three colors. So, um, Well, looking at that card and given one of our locations in the deep is the underground tunnels, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I should maybe do a scene in the underground tunnels. Mm-hmm. Just sending you guys the visual of the card now. Mm-hmm. And I do know that it's upside down because the back of the deck has pictures on, which is not like a true tarot, but this is not what this is anyway. This is me using it as an oracle. So, Is it a tarot deck? Uh, no, they are the okay. spirit cards from the right. game uh, Mysterium, which is how the spirits in that communicate. The ghost players communicate with the psychics and it gives oh. the, you give the psychics visions. It's kind of like a fun, upped up version of Clue. Uh, when the dead person can teach to talk to you to give you the clues but you as the psychics have to interpret the visions that you're being said it's a really fun game if it wasn't such a a lot we can't play it online otherwise i would be wanting to play it with everybody yes um but you say you've got somebody every could meet 
Yeah. Oh my god, you are the worst, but yes. I just need to complicate this further. I've been talking- <sighs> This is, okay. like, happening at the same time that, like, Sable yeah. and the Peony are having this conversation. So, <laughs> if that happens, Im- then, you know. It's important to recognize that I have been talking to Dora about this and about um, this idea that I have for a character that I already have that I'm, like, could be her Herald. Oh, so, or her, like, her, like, voice on the, like, like, a follower of her, basically. I am so down. Um, and she can be hanging out in tunnels. Okay, um, look, there are, um, so are we thinking this is a confrontation, or is this more of an emergence to look at the primary scene types? Um, I would probably call it an emergence. Okay. There is also um, a cryptic revelation, to be fair. But emergence feels cool. There is also like we don't have to use any of the primary scene no, types. No, not at all. I so... think the detail that I want to start with is that every in the tunnels, like what's every doing in the tunnels? Well, the thing about every is that they have this handy skill of getting into and out of places they shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like apart of the whole thing is they're a drifter. And I like the thought that after this, after the events of the last scene, they're just walking without purpose, like me with my oracle, and they've just found themselves down there. This because mm. this is where their feet took them, and this is where they need to be. Mm. Not that they think necessarily think of it in those kinds of terms, but absolutely. And I don't think they take a light. I think, again, and I feel like it's not like they're sleepwalking, but it's kind of like they are. And without even thinking about it, they um, one of their hands just ignites. And they're just mm. like using that as the torch as, as they sort of traverse these tunnels. They're just... And maybe they've spent plenty of time down here. Maybe they've had very little reason to be down here. Um in the fringe but like they by their very nature are this they are on the periphery so it tracks that maybe this is just not a place of discomfort for them mm. or maybe because they're feeling discomforted this is where they want to be because it vibes with how they feel right now yeah that's good um i think that the thing what you can hear um at some point like it, it, it takes a few moments to break through the days, but you hear the distant sounds of guitar, of music. Like, music. A guitar specifically. But music. Someone is playing something down here. Yeah, they that music sort of pulls them out of whatever... Not funk but that sort of almost like trance-like state they were in, like, oh, let's call it what it is. They were disassociating hard, and um, they just sort of come back to themselves when they hear this music, and they're like, oh. And then they just sort of go towards it. Yeah. Does anyone else have details they want to add before I keep going? 
Not to hijack your whole scene, Jade. <laughs> no, no, I didn't have a whole lot, and this is great. I am here for this. Just to make sure we're in the tunnels underneath, right? Yes. There's definitely got to be glowing rocks there, right? Oh, yeah. Gosh, maybe I don't need the fire then. How? Because we talked about how much, how how prevalent are the growing rocks? Or am I coming from a place maybe where there isn't many to a place where there is a few, which is why this person is happy to chill out here? Does it matter if there's a lot of glowing rocks, you still keep your hand ignited anyway? That's the question, because I feel like if they don't need it, because again, it was instinct that had them do it. It could be a, a comfort because mm. the glowing rocks are too cold uh, and that. the flame is warmer, like uh, as yeah. a warmer feeling to hold on to. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. So this space where this individual is, is originally kind of lit with that. I'm imagining sort of like tealy blues, almost like an underwater kind of vibe in the color almost because of the hue of these glowing rocks. Mm. And as uh, every enters with this like yellowy, orangey, reddish light, it's sort of, oh, because teal and orange always look so freaking cool anyway. And like the the warmth of this like is enough that sort of like half of the room is like this orangey glow. And then the other half is this stark contrast of these teal Scoring yeah. signs and dark, dark rock. Um. God, I have to find her voice again, too. Damn. I've only written her, like, once or twice, so this isn't, like, this isn't going to be a lot. What does she look like while you think of her voice? That might help you get back to it. So, the person that you see in front of you, first of all, is wearing an extremely impressive hat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, very impressive. Let me find her Pinterest board. So that you can see. Uh, her face claim is Halle Berry. Nice. Don't mind me. Halle Berry, not Halle Bailey, as has been mocking yep. me up uh -huh. on Twitter. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> One, I'm pumped. Two. Oh, I don't have any good hats. Halle Berry is really pretty. Halle Berry is really pretty. But also very short. I say very short, but that she's just smaller than me. I don't have any good hats on her Pinterest board. That's sad. Um, I'm sorry oh. about the lack of hats. Um, I know someone who does have good hats on her Pinterest board. Hold on. I mean, you don't have to hold on. Yeah. So <laughs> she is... She is... I, I think that she's, like, in an alcove. Um, she's, like, sitting on, like, a rock formation. Um, maybe she's sitting on some glowing rocks, so it's sort of making her glow. Mm, love that. A little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and the shadows though and she is playing her guitar we can't do this um because of copyright um and i think only dora will recognize what i'm about to say but i think she's playing the opening guitar riff for bones from the casualties of cool album i was about to make a joke that was like i was like what is it a homestock reference but no no <laughs> <laughs> me and Mab over here what is Homestuck? Yeah. that's why I was just like is that the only reason why Dora would get it is it Homestuck? <laughs> no I just think Dora is the only one who's actually listened to that album that's my uh, at everyone who's listening to this that's my City of Goals album go listen to it if you want to hear the vibes that I always think of when I'm um, when I'm thinking about the City of Goals I'm thinking about Casualties of Cool so go listen to that album and go listen to Bones because it's such an anthem for her um, and I die. Um, Dora pointed that out to me at first, and now I just, like, can't unhear it. Anyway, so that's, that's who you see. 
Does she react at all to Every's presence, or is she just like busy jamming? Um, she's busy. Okay, I feel like Every brightens. The, I feel the flame brightens slightly, just a little. Um, not in an aggressive way, but more to just like shed more light. Mm. She's like, I wasn't expecting to find anybody else down here. Well, neither was I, so I suppose we're alike in that regard. Apologies if I'm disturbing you. I should, um... Not at all. Sometimes we just want some space. Mm. And you find this spacious. Granted, I appreciate that every is incredibly short, but this is still like a closed-in space underground. So hence why there's sort of confusion, I suppose. It's the light that invades shadows. You know that. Yes. Does the light bother you? Sometimes. Hmm. God, I wish I had a dice to make this choice for me. One second. Dice stuff! Dice stuff! That's why we have a dice bot. This is why we have a dice stuff thing. Every is possibly about to do something really stupid. <laughs> oh <Yes>. no! <laughs> They shake their hand once and the flame goes out. Oh no. Oh. Is that the stupid <laughs> thing? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like yes it is. It is an extremely stupid thing. I'm trying to describe what happens when the flame goes out. Mhm. And I think it's that you can see her smile and her teeth don't glow, that's weird. Mm. But you can see her smile. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, in a dark room, like, anything white, especially when there's, like, glowing stuff, I like, I mean, it's a little bit on the nose to say it's kind of a bit of a UV vibe going on, but also, kinda. Kinda. Also, also yeah, exactly, black light. So, yeah. like, they'd show more than they would if it was normal, like, small points of light in a dark room. Mm. Are they sharp, Chaos, is what I need to know. Oh yeah, come on. I have to clarify for the listening audience, buddy. You know, <laughs> I, I suspected, but people deserve to know. Did, has she stopped playing, or is she doing that thing that guitarists do, like idly plucking strings? Uh, she's what? idly plucking strings. Mm. You seem happier. More content, I would say. You distinguish the two. I think happier sometimes carries a connotation of joy. And there is very little about this world that is joyful anymore. So yes. Hmm. And that you and I are in agreement. Hmm. Contentment is perhaps the best we can ask for. Or hope for. You play beautifully. Thank you. I've had a long time to practice. I'm Violet. Every. I know. Cocks the head to the side. Have I ever seen her around town? Or is this... Considering how long Every has been there, and their status as neighborhood cryptid for getting into places? Hmm... I don't have to have spoken to her before. Have I ever seen her, this woman with a penchant for hats? 
I think <laughs> I think you've seen the back of her before. Okay, sure. You've just seen her hat from a distance. Yeah, it's in the hat. You've like seen it. what it is is you've seen glimpses of her, but you haven't seen her for long enough to really register what she looked like. That's fair. Okay. So you have like snatches of familiarity, mm-hmm. but not enough to form yeah. a concrete memory. Sure. Well, I suppose I have somewhat of a reputation. Oh, you do. Every doesn't take a step back because they're not scared. They don't necessarily know why they're not scared. I think it's one of those things where you know when something gets your hackles up, but you don't know why. Yeah. I think it's just like, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if, if every were a cat, the the fur would be doing the up on end vibe. But you still have to poke at it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. In the way that cats do, yeah. Yeah, no, and I think they do. They do step forward because this familiarity is discomforting because even the people that know every don't talk to them like this. And they aren't saying anything. And where the light from the crystals is reflecting back in their eyes what should be teal is like almost shifting in color and it doesn't reflect true it doesn't reflect the blue it reflects the color of flame mm-hmm. i mean they don't know that but violet no, they don't. can see that violet can see that yeah i don't think she's going to play all her cards just yet so mm. like the thing that i'm thinking in my head that i like want Mm -hmm. her to say and the thing that she is thinking in her head um she's not going to actually say out loud because you know Mm. she plays the long game she's not gonna she's very very good at playing poker yeah but the smile the smile on her face does soften a little bit she's not trying to scare them it's not her fault that she's a herald of death well you know we all get dealt our hands in life um, I do think that every does press, and they take another step forward. Who are you? I am the one who calls, you could say. The bell ringer, perhaps. Though I'm admittedly not much of an organist myself. Hmm. See, my brain wants to go, I need to do an arcana check. A history check. <laughs> this is because I play, I like, can I do an assess roll? What do I know here? Wait, no, the narrative is here. I just need to decide. Roll a d20 and then add three. <laughs> I just need to decide if every knows this terminology. If they remember this terminology. Here's another thing which I suppose I can ask Dora. Is this... Would this be known terminology? That's a good question. Is this new? I don't think this would necessarily be known. Yeah, because I think Violet's been around for a really long time, but I don't think people know her titles or what she does necessarily. Sure. Yeah. Like, outside of, like, if you... And, like, she wouldn't call herself... She doesn't call herself a herald, or she doesn't call yeah. herself what other people would call her. Right. Okay. Man. 
I kind of want that to be the scene, just on Violet saying who she is, because I don't know exactly. I feel like every needs to process this mm. and probably like meditate or talk to the peony about it, because this is even if it is huh, ringing a bell for them, <laughs> huh, um, they're too lost. There's too disconnected from that part of themselves to m- make a solid connection. There's too much going on in their head right now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, okay. Without re- the same thing, like every sort of processes that information mm-hmm. and lets their head sort of like look, they look kind of down at the ground like they're thinking. And the black lock of hair tumbles free from their braid oh! <laughs> yes and that's the scene yes <laughs> welcome to follow the leader where my object is to make cables make that noise exactly. as as <laughs> it's your important. personal goal my personal goal um well I don't know whether this means that we get put a marker on the underground tunnels or whether we add Violet to to something or... I don't think we have a list of secondary characters yet, so I'm going to put that under mysteries. Okay. Secondary cool. character. Yeah, and yeah, put a, put a marker on Violet. Actually, I kind of want to spend it and just uh, come up with a tag for her. Sounds good to me. Oh, what to call her? What do you think a good tag is for her? Because we could just be... I mean, like, Sable has the tag, the paladin. We could just have Violet having the tag Herald. The yep. bell ringer. Oh, the bell ringer. So, yeah. Let's, let's, just, let's just call it Herald. Because the implications within Herald is like the bringing of information, the delivering of information. That isn't necessarily negated specifically to her role within the greater narrative, but also just the, uh, the thing she does as a character has that that to it. Yeah. Okay, that's... Uh, did any motifs... Because I have to deliver a marker. Do any of... We feel like any of the motifs... I don't know. I feel like it pings the Kingdom Hearts motif. I was supposed <laughs> to say, do Kingdom Hearts get pinged? <laughs> yeah. We're just calling it Kingdom Hearts now. <laughs> it's easier to say. Oh, No. <laughs> Or it's the marks we leave on others. Ooh. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Where do you want to put that marker? Mm. Because I gave the scene, initial scene marker to Violet. Yeah. Um, So it needs to go somewhere else. I went ahead and I added the tunnels as the fringe, as locales, so... Mm. Can I give myself a marker? I don't see why not. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah, I'll give it to myself as that's yeah. Okay. Hey, Marius, what you been up to, bud? <laughs> How's it going? Summoning the forces of darkness. Hey, Marius, what you doing? <laughs> oh, nothing much. <laughs> um, that is a good question, though. Who do I want this scene to be with? So I don't want this scene to be another solo scene. Yeah. Um. Oh, um, start bringing in new somebody, no, somebody who we talked about being in the um, 
who we talked about being in the City of Girls. This got talked about in the backstory. Uh, somebody who has a habit of uh, getting into places where they shouldn't be. Uh, they've popped up a lot so far in season two of uh, Follow Leader. I could bring in Theo. Theo! <laughs> bring in Sable's child! Not literally, for the one anyone wondering what the fuck they missed on Follow the Leader. Yes, no. <laughs> you did not miss something. I've just decided. I've just decided. Just, yeah. just, just decided. Everyone wants to adopt Theo, except for Davy, who wants to smooch Theo. Mm-hmm. Um, Theo doesn't know that they want to smooch Davy. That's okay. Davy doesn't know that either. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> he's, he's a dumb oh. child. They're yeah. both dumb children. But maybe Theo could be like maybe as one of um, Morris's students as well. So this could be anything like that, but I can I can offer up Theo for whatever kind of scene you might want to do, Dora. Alternatively, they be following Marius because they were lurking around and saw click click dark and like, huh, that's some weird shit right there. I mean, they didn't say that, mm. but I mean, is this happening right after the scene in the library where they were practicing? No, I don't think this is right after. I think this is this is probably like a day later or something. Because mm-hmm. Marius isn't going to go down there all by themselves. Oh, hey! Thank oh. the gods for hey. small favors. Yeah. <laughs> hey! I was just about to say that. <laughs> Fantastic. Great. Cool. Love this. It's good. Is the thing. Okay. I sort of want to have the the scene with Sable and Marius though, and I, I definitely want the peony to be there. Oh, we good. can save. Th- My turn is literally next. It's fine. Well, you can do that, and I'll just have Theo around, and we're just now establishing that they be here. So, alternative, if you want to be doing something, Theo could have gone and got Sable <laughs> and the peony. <gasps> While they're sitting there having that conversation, Theo just <laughs> runs in. Yeah, like like that scene in the Matrix where Mouse runs into the cafeteria. It's just like Morpheus is fighting Neo, just like crash oh, into the yeah, shop and then everyone front. goes to watch with popcorn. Oh, it's such a good scene. I love this. <laughs> it. so I love good. the Matrix. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, we don't have to show that on camera, but it could be the case that if unless Marius is wanting to seek them out, in which case the point is moot. But so whatever you want the scene to be, Dora. I I really do like the idea of of it being Sable and the Peony coming to Marius because Theo brought them. So yeah, I just love the idea that they're sitting there drinking their tea, and then Theo comes running in, and the Peony goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> Baymax voice, "Oh no!" <laughs> Theo comes running in. The Peony goes, "Oh no!" Theo says, "What's happening?" Sable spits their tea across the table. <laughs> Dora, set the scene for us. So, because this is what is most hilarious to me, so I think that Marius has cancelled all of their classes. Yep, Marius (laughs) is (laughs) cancelled. Your fave is is problematic. I'm tweeting that right now. Thank you. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn one of my markers into into the tag cancelled. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, 
they've canceled all their classes, so the 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 curtains are drawn. But there's like a smell of ozone coming from the from the library. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you know, it's not like ozone after a lightning strike exactly. It's thicker than that because of the types of magic that Marius has been Ooh. experimenting with. So I like that because that feels like Theo would have come along expecting classes and that being the case mm-hmm. and just smelling this smell and is like, that's a world of bad. I am not equipped for world of bad. <laughs> I know who is equipped for world of bad. Yeah. Is Theo my new favorite for- MMO? Here's a world question. I know mm-hmm. I, I don't want to focus on this too much. Is Theo looking for the peony or is Theo looking for Sable? Or Theo's both? looking for Sa- Theo. Mm, I feel like they were looking for whichever one they found first. And thankfully they found both of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Marius is still in the library? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, the door crashes open. <laughs> well, the door rattles. And then it shakes. And then it crashes open. Because Sable kicked it in. They, like, run into it with their shoulder, doesn't open. Try it again, doesn't open. Kicks it open. Yep. And just gets face-first inky blackness. Like, you know, the darkness so thick it's almost physical, so it's almost hard to breathe, and, like, the ozone stench is so much stronger once the doors open, and then, like, as if from a great, great distance, you hear Marius just go, That was unnecessary. It was perfectly <gasps> necessary. Um, And I think the thing that's important here is that, like, Sable has no fire magic or light-bringing magic, but somehow they're illuminating the space anyway. God, that's good. I was going to also say the peony probably produces a small candle, and then that just kind of, like, does, like, a nice like little swirl of light around her, too. And... You just hear Marius, like, clap their hands a couple of times, and then the the darkness just sort of, like, drips down off of the ceiling and, like, puddles at your feet and then just, like, swooshes away like a mist. God, that's good, Dora. Fuck. That's some good imagery. Yeah. Now you can all fully see and appreciate the disappointed mom face on the beauty. (laughs) I think Sable has made it extremely clear to Theo that they are to stay outside and not come in. Theo is watching from around the door frame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because like, uh, I was about to say, oh, no, the peony closes the door, but you kicked it open. It's probably broken. <laughs> yeah. Theo is, Theo is not to step over the threshold of this door under mm. any circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Theo is as far into the room as they can be while obeying the instruction of do not come in the room. <laughs> Um, Sable's, Sable's gonna go loom over Marius, because Marius is also short! Yep. (laughs) Sable is going to advance menacingly, and everyone in the room is suddenly going to be extremely grateful that Sable hates violence. Everyone in the room is the three of them. Yes. Yep. Marius probably is going to try and, like, be an asshole despite it, but... That's how they are as a person. It should be yeah. known. 
Sable yeah. is very intimidating when they want to be. They are the law, you know. Yep. They sure are the law. And they go, you are messing with forces you do not understand. Hang on. I need to figure out how to phrase this. Because I have all the things to say to Marius. Seeking to understand these forces is exactly what I am in the business of doing. One can only learn these learn these things through practice and effort. There's safe practices, and then there's what you are doing. Please, by all means, if you have a better means of practicing this, do share. There is no understanding her. There is only avoiding her. And they're at the point where, like, by all rights, Marius should be backing up and, like, falling backwards into a chair sort of thing. Like, Sable is not backing down. Marius's hands shake a little, but, like, their shoulders are squared and they're, they're like, looking up into Sable's eyes and, and like... They're they're so they're so certain that they're right, and they're gonna say something really stupid. Marius's entire mo is saying stuff that is stupid. Also, yeah. Um, I was gonna say the peony like kneels down and places her candle in like the middle of the doorway, and then like pulls out a little charm and places it next to the candle. And some of the feeling um, of just like the oppressive atmosphere was still kind of lingering in the room, at least to her. I don't know if the other two could feel it uh, even after the, the blackness went away, but she places down the candle, places down the charm and a little bit of the atmosphere eases and the, the air clears a little bit. And she just kind of like stands there by the doorway and she says, there are preventative measures to keep things from coming through that shouldn't come through. Marius pulls themselves up as as tall as they can manage, and they say, I know better than most the damage that she can wreak, and I would not dare invite her into my home. And frankly, I think it's misguided of you to think that I ever would. You don't have to invite her when you pave a walkway. She can invite herself when she so pleases. She invited herself into my last home. I will not have her invite herself again. She doesn't invite herself. She goes where she pleases. You dare say that you know her better than me? Have you met her? Because I have. Have you ever seen her face? I understand that you lost a lot, that you lost your home, but you... Don't you dare say that you understand her better than me. Marius is just, because of who they are as a person, they just latch on to the wrong thing. <laughs> How did you see her face? From the doorway, Theo, who has no idea who she is, or this her they're talking about, has enough insight and knowledge of people to go... And sink back slightly from the like tuck themselves a little bit more around the door. Um Sable's gonna exaggerate a little bit. No one knows it's a lie. No one knows it's a lie. No one can prove this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I watched her tear the throat out of another god. And she will do the same to you. 
if you give her the option. If you pave the walkway for her. Marius. Yes? What did you hope to gain from this? What knowledge did you hope to achieve? Marius just sort of cocks their head at the peony and... There are places unknown that need to be explored, that need to be cataloged. I can feel it in my bones. There is something within that temple that calls, that requires a response. I have two more questions for you, if you would indulge me such. By all means. Do you not think that which has been locked away was locked away for a reason? And do you not think that there are those who would help you understand these things, who know these things better than even you think you can, that you would not ask them? It's a simple matter of... No simple matter, Marius. There are forces at play here that you don't understand. And I... What I know about you is that you are trying to understand these forces, but there is a reason why they are unknowable and that they are missing from this world. Because when they were still here, the damage that they caused was irreversible. And we have lost much because those forces you try to understand so desperately were once known and made their presence known in a very permanent fashion. Marius, if you wish to call her, I will not stop you. But don't come crying to me when you realize the hole you have dug yourself into. And Sable turns and walks out of the room. Please at least tell me you understand. And say it in a way that I would believe it. Because know that I would know if you're lying to me. God, okay. Sorry, I need to no, that's think a lot. about how to phrase this. That's a lot. <laughs> You've disappointed mom. I wanted to be clear that Sable's gonna, like, really quick, like, check in with Theo before they go. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just, like, make sure that, like, they're okay. You need a better mentor, kid. <laughs> well, I think that Theo's interested in magic, and that's why they're having lessons. Mm-hmm. But, like, they think Sable is the shit. So, <laughs> like, they'll, like, follow Sable out. Yeah, look up starry-eyed. Yes, okay. Yeah. Theo's such a good kid, I love that. You say that I need help? Then I request your aid. I need to understand this. I will give it, if that is what you need. I think that scene. The peony voice. I know a thing or two about talking to gods. God, Marius is such a dumbass. I fucking love Marius so much, you guys. They're so fucking cancelled. I am card-carrying member-in-chief, founding member and president of the Marius fan club. That is my role here. And I stand by my idiot just my my idiot. I stand by my idiot. I love them so much and they make the dumbest choices and it's fantastic. Kari voice. They're the worst. I'm putting it in the- sorry, I'm putting it in the server. <laughs> Bye. Marius is cancelled. 
<laughs> so I think I think I'm gonna give that marker to the peony, partly because uh, Sable's always already got three markers. <laughs> Sable, Sable, so. I need a tag for Sable for that. Yeah, um, change your righteous. marker into a tag. Yeah. Uh, my Jones. idea was my idea was also do not cite the deep magic to me, which <laughs> oh yeah no actually do I'm not gonna... cite the deep magic do not tag for do not cite the deep magic to me oh thank you for the formatting for me <laughs> you're welcome oh I can delete one of these markers then yeah I just haven't been transmuting my markers into tags that's that's really what's been happening here yeah I don't. I want to say that we we pinged the the darkness where there should be light motif, mm-hmm. um, and lightness where there should be dark too. I mean, I know it's the same motif technically, but like sable in having this light to them that just like pushed the darkness back. Yeah, in that case, I'm gonna give sable the other marker. I'm gonna turn that immediately into the righteous one. Okay. Um, so that I'm not just, just markers for days. Although, like, on some level, Sable is just, like, markers for days, because they, they're, they're not much of a person right now. But they're getting there. They're getting there. Yeah. Okay, let me mark down that scene, and then it is your turn. Yeah. Um, Dora, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about our show using the FTLcast hashtag. No, seriously, we crave the validation and it helps us out. Your support really means a lot. Thanks again!